Hello, 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 and welcome to the first episode of a new book in this new series. Uh, in the previous series, we covered the book The Richest Man in Babylon by Georges Clausen. Um, there were wonderful lessons in the book about how to manage money and how it can lead to a more financially uh, sound life. Um, I, I do hope those of you who have listened to it have found it educational. In this series, we will cover another book which is sourced from the same thread. Like I said earlier, um, the books that we'll cover are books on money, on finance, on uh, building maybe companies, stuff like that, um, which is all sourced from a very nice thread that I found uh, at the start of the year, somewhere in Jan. Uh, it had about six to eight books, uh, all worth less than uh, 100 rupees. 100 rupees, or that's about 1.5 US dollars um, that cover books uh, that cover money, finance, and topics like these. And I'm very interested in it. In it. Therefore, I decided to um, do a series on this. So the next book that we are covering was is, is also on money. It's also on finance. But after reading a few pages into it, 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 it seems like it's a little bit more about um, how to use money to get into a better life or to make a better life for yourself. Uh, certain tips, certain secrets, certain experiences from luminaries, in this case, industrialists in, uh, um, in between the 19, early 1900s to about 1950, 1960 in America, uh, when the industrial revolution was just kicking in. Um, so this book is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, it, it is also one of those uh, books that have, that have stood the test of time, have been read and reread for several years, and therefore the, its experiences are timeless. And I hope that uh, my uh, recitation of, the, of these experiences is helpful in some way. So um, again, this book was uh, very cheap. It's about 90 rupees uh, of Amazon. So not only is it teaching you about money, but it's not coming at a significant cost. So this, in this chapter, or this episode, we will just go through uh, the, the initial phases of the book, the author's preface, uh, what the book is going to speak about. So those of you who li like this topic can stick on for the rest of the episodes. And those of you who think this isn't your cup of tea can uh, join us for the next episode, for the next uh, series. Uh, maybe that's of a book that, 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 that you enjoy. Um, if not, you can definitely type in, in the comments of what books are uh, enjoyable to you and what you would like to learn about and what I can learn about as well. Because this, once again, is about collaborative advantage where both of us, whoever you are, can uh, benefit from, from this and I can uh, benefit from you as well. So the book, Think and Grow Rich, has uh, the preface, you can make your life what you want it to be and immediately it smacks of... Um, a lot of these cliched self-help books that, that have come to run the market, there's usually a section in every bookstore uh, of self-help or personal development or some sort of variation of that, that theme. Um, some of them are very, uh, eh, you know, they just, they just, the author is just saying something to get the book sold, but some of them are very helpful. Um, some of them are, are, 
really actionable or they come after or come from lived experiences or they come from people who are still going through the grind so to speak um, a few books that i i personally enjoy uh, enjoyed was um uh, can't hurt me david goggins um presence by uh, amy cuddy yes presence by amy cuddy i think uh, the psychology of money is also some sort of self help book uh but more more along the lines of of how to think about money uh so i think it's easy to derade the self help category and people who are reading self help books of uh, as oh man you're so weak why are you reading that shit but i think it's good if if it's if it's actually improvement in a specific sense whether it's improvement in the physical sense improvement in the mental sense improvement in the financial sense so throughout this book i want uh uh thinking grow rich by napoleon hill to not be just another self help recitation i think there's plenty of that on the internet i think it i we need to think about this in in a financial sense um and in terms of how to build wealth like we did with the richest man in babylon and there were actionable lessons that we could take away one lesson that i do want to go back to is and i hope uh, you as listeners are doing this is um a part of what you earn is yours to keep let that part not be less than 1/10th of your salary your income the money that you receive on a regular basis that's that is the least you're supposed to save at all times throughout all situations in life so with that let's get into this book thinking courage now um, napoleon hill um, the book says was an author that that's the way they describe him just as an author not as any other sort of person who you know was working for a project a business a education whatever and then side by side was writing he was primarily an author but he worked uh, with several people most notably he worked with andrew carnegie um who was an industrialist in, in in america during the same time he was given an assignment with andrew carnegie in 1908 uh, when he was i think just about 20 to 30 years old um and he and andrew carnegie imparted on him certain secrets that he had used in order to build his business and his career and um and hill and and andrew carnegie was impressed by napoleon hill about the dedication he had in his cause of writing and also of finding out using the secrets that carnegie taught him he taught him a lot more he uh, and from then on napoleon hill worked with several people like uh, thomas edison alexander graham bell george eastman henry ford elmer gates john d rockefeller charles schwab f w hulbert william brigley junior john wanamaker william jennings brian theodore roosevelt he worked with several uh, us presidents sitting us presidents at the time including uh, william h taft Theodore Roosevelt, and uh, this one that I'm that I'm forgetting, but I'm sure we'll get into it in the in the course of the book. Um, he's written several books. His first book was was a multi-volume study course called the Law of Success. Again, seems very uh, do this and you'll be successful sort of books. But again, well, we haven't read it, so I I at least can't uh, shouldn't be one to judge. Um, his most famous work was uh, Think and Grow Rich, the book that were going to read uh, which is a very uh, which is according to uh, according to the book itself it's it's a, it's a best seller uh, 
And he, in the book, he examined, and this is a good sort of preface for the book, is he examined the power of personal beliefs and the role they play in personal success. And hopefully, and this is my addition, uh, how it plays out in personal finance. Uh, he was advisor to President Franklin D. Roosevelt, who's considered one of the most uh, notable presidents in, in, in the US. I think he's the only, uh, he's the last US president that served three terms uh, before it was changed. So that's 12 years or so. Um, yeah, he was, he, was he was advisor to President Franklin D. Roosevelt. He also served with Theodore Roosevelt and William uh, Taft, William H. Taft. So that's three presidents. Um, he last worked, uh, he, he passed away in 1971 and the uh, he passed away in yeah, 1971 or slightly earlier in the, in the, in the 60s, late 60s. Uh, his book, You Can Work Your Own Miracles, again, very self-healthy, um, was published posthumously uh, after, after, after his death. Uh, the book also has several tributes to the author from, from written by several luminaries whom we did come across before, including Woodrow Wilson, another uh, president of the United States, Robert Dollar, who was a, a shipping industrialist, uh, Scotsman moved to the US, John Wanamaker, F.W. Woolworth, who was the, the, the founder of um, uh, the Woolworth Enterprise, which is, I think, as I came across, it was it's a thrifty dime, dime store or a dollar store. Basically, you can buy stuff at a very cheap cost, uh, maybe at a secondhand basis, I'm not sure. But there's a very notable building in, in, in New York called the Woolworth Building. Uh, there in several movies, I've never been there, so I don't know, but I can't recall that. Um, yeah, so he has been involved or has studied uh, the lives of several industrialists of the United States in the United States in the early 1900s. Um, and, and, and that is always good to hear about. But the fact that these people have written tributes to him shows, shows that he has also had an impact on their lives. It, not, it, it isn't necessarily uh, one way. And that is good to know. And uh, maybe there's something that we can learn as well. Now, in the author's preface, um, he, has, he has very uncannily detailed that this whole book is about secrets without delving into what those secrets are. He wants us to read the book to, in order to find out and we shall. Um, but but the secret was started by, uh, the secret was given to him by Andrew Carnegie. Um, and, and he says that the canny, lovable old Scotsman carelessly tossed it into my mind when I was but a boy. Then he sat back in his chair with a merry twinkle in his eye and watched carefully to see if I had brains enough to understand the full significance of what he had said to me. I would be, and he asked me if I would be willing to spend 20 years or more preparing myself to take it into the world to men and women who, without the secret, might go through life as failures. And I have kept my promise to Mr. Carnegie. The idea itself was Mr. Carnegie's, again, not delving into what the idea exactly was. I think it's in, in parts and bits and pieces uh, throughout the book. Um, it gave him stupid, this is a secret that gave Mr. Carnegie stupendous fortune, and it ought to be placed within the reach of people who do not have the time to investigate it. One of the people that, uh, that was severely important in the process was Charles Schwab, I think. I think it's the same Charles Schwab of the Charles Schwab Bank uh, custody service uh, that is prevalent in the US. But 
it is nonetheless an important uh, part of the uh, of 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 his development of Napoleon Hill's development. Uh, he said Charles Schwab's coaching made fortunes for every one of them who followed his instructions. He gave him two things: money and opportunity. Roughly speaking, this particular application of formula was worth six hundred million dollars. I mean, he's given a monetary value to that as well. It seems interesting, and again, we really need to find out how this six hundred million is calculated. Uh, he also notes several other people, including um, um, Arthur Nash, Cincinnati Taylor, uh, Stuart Austin Beer, who who was ready to give up, who studied law. Uh, Jennings Randolph, uh, who became member of Congress, uh, J. G. Chaplin, president of the university, used the formula so effectively that he has since made the LaSalle Extension University uh, one of the greatest extension schools of the country of the U.S. That is why he said, "Mr. Carnegie tossed to me so quickly without giving me its specific name." Now a few. Uh, cautionary notes that he throws out is if you are ready to put it to use, you will recognize the secret at least once in every chapter. The chapteral experience where you go through every chapter and it is it gives you one takeaway. Um, I wish I might feel privileged to tell you how you will know if you are ready, but that would deprive you much of the benefit. When you read it, perhaps you will dismiss any feeling you've had at the beginning of the book that it promised too much. <clears throat> Secret was extensively used by, in this case, Woodrow Wilson during World War One. It was passed on to every soldier who fought it in war, carefully wrapped in the personal training received before going to the front. Hmm. Interesting. The secret to which I refer cannot be had without a price. Although the price is far less than its value, it ca cannot be had at any price by those who are not intentionally searching for it. And this is again another very similar to what Klassen uh, talks about in terms of seeking opportunity. One must always seek opportunity by putting himself or herself into opportunities that are or can be profitable to him or her. Um, again, a secret, if it might be a very general secret or a specific secret, should be something that we must apply to specifically. Um, another important part um, he, have, he, has, he has detailed, uh, at least two important cautionary notes are, I have never known anyone who was inspired to use the secret who did not achieve noteworthy success in chosen calling. Second, I have never known any person to distinguish himself or to accumulate riches, any consequence without possession of the secret. From these two facts, I draw the conclusion that the secret is more important as part of the, of the knowledge essential for self-determination than any which one receives through which through what is popularly known as education. Now, he, he, he says very clearly he's not wish, he does not wish to derade education, but he, he wants to reframe it. He says, I'm not attempting to minimize the value of education or schooling, but I'm trying to express my earnest belief that those who master and apply the secret will reach high stations, accumulate riches, and bargain with life on these on their own terms, even if schooling has been meager. The secret to which I will I refer will jump from page and stand boldly before before you, if you are ready for it. Now, in the first chapter, and in every chapter, so so on and so forth, 
this isn't uh, this is the secret this is what it is take it use it apply it and you will succeed uh, in finance and in life i don't think that's any any author can specifically do that and even if they do it's probably just a sell um, so even though this book in this chapter in the author's preface starts off with this is what the uh, secret will be or there are secrets laid in the book um, it's not something that is very direct it is something that you will have to understand through learning about the experiences of several people um and and if you do when you do it will jump at you and if you can apply it if you can understand it first then apply it to your own experience then i think it will be profitable for you um and and the final word of preparation that he gives so the final words of preparation that he gives before we end the preface and move on to chapter 1 which we will do in in the next uh, in the next uh, episode is all achievement all earned riches have their beginning in an idea if you are ready for the secret you already possess one half of it therefore you will readily recognize the other half the moment it reaches your mind this chapter does seem very big um but i think it sets up the book uh, very well um in order for us to contextualize it not just in the time that it was written but in our own experience whatever that may be and apply it especially as this theme of this podcast should be to uh finance or how we must think or one must think about money in any way that's it from this chapter that's it from me uh, i hope you'll join me for the subsequent episodes of this of this book uh, it seems very exciting intriguing if not very very vague at this point uh, but as we go deeper i'm pretty sure we can uncover secrets and hopefully make um, our lives better in 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 the process that's it from me um thank you for listening if there's any way i can improve this podcast please let me know um that's it i'm out